Alright, what's up everybody? This is Benz from www.dropthedice.com and after a very stressful trip to Denver and a relatively smooth plane flight, I'm here in Munich, Germany. This is amazing. This is the first time I've ever set foot in Europe and now I'm just trying to find my gate. I'm following a bunch of people now going to gate G. It looks like I'm going to go here. Okay, I think I got to turn in a bunch of paperwork, so I will be back shortly, hopefully, when I'm with Bus and Dolby. Alright, I'll see you guys soon. Alright, what's up everybody? This is Benz again, I just made it through the passport line. Now I'm making my way through the Munich airport. Uh, this is a beautiful airport. I'm sure this is a fascinating audio too, but man, I am just blown away. There's an Hermes store in the middle of it. Jesus Christ, it's like being in like, I'm reminded of like walking through Beverly Hills, the type of stores that are in this place. Okay, so I'm looking for gate G32. You gotta see that, man, the restaurants here look like they're like fine dining. This is a seems quite a bit step up from the Phoenix Southwest Terminal. Okay, I just passed a Jägermeister cold brew. Kind of a kiosk thing. Okay, I took a picture of it. I'm going to post it for you guys because that thing looks amazing. As far as I can tell, they're just pulling shots of cold brew for you. Okay, here we go. Here's my gate. This is it. I'm super excited. I'm less than two hours away from meeting up with the guys again and uh, I think I slept for like four hours but who knows all right I'm sure I'll pass out at some point tonight because let's see it's nine I think it's 9 30 in the morning right now but for me it's 1 30 in the morning okay I'll get back to you guys in a minute with some more Essen adventures All right, looks like I'm just about to board in a little bit on my connecting flight from Munich to Dusseldorf. Um, but I was walking around trying to find a cup of coffee and sure enough, in a proper German fashion, there's actually a board game store in the airport. So of course, I texted some pictures to the guys and Dolves had me pick up a copy of The Fuzzies in German, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, but just decided to say first purchase of the trip, The Fuzzies. What's up everybody, this is Benz again, uh, still here in Dusseldorf waiting to meet up with Dolby and Bus. Had some trouble with the trains getting over here. Uh, I am now extremely tired. It's about 4.30 in the morning for me. And I keep falling asleep on this lovely baggage claim chair. I've read all the rule books in, our, in my carry-on, so I am definitely adept to play import-export. But yeah, hopefully I will see the boys soon. And I'll get back to you. Okay. Thank you. Hope this isn't just gibberish at this point. What's up, everybody? This is Benz from www.jotthedice.com. Oh, shit. And a day of traveling is almost at its end. Right now, we are walking to our new parents' house in Bukum, Germany. I am back with... My one and only Mark Bus, and of course John Dalby. We are now traveling through a very scary alleyway, hoping to find uh, our our luxurious German cottage. All right, I will get back to you guys when we are set up playing our first game of Colt. See you guys soon. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Benz from www.dropthedice.com, and we are here in line for Eschenspiel 21. And I gotta say, this is uh, seems to be a 
maybe about as long as the line to get our tickets for Gen Con at like 3 a.m. bus. Moving faster though, that's for sure. Moving way faster. But damn, this is exciting. There are so many people here. I mean, we're not even inside yet. We're still outside. I know. This is super, super cool. I'm really excited. There's uh, definitely a lack of taco trucks outside, but but that's okay. We do have plenty of ice cream sandwiches that that Dolby is really excited for. All right. Dolby, one game that you're dying to see. Dwellings of Eldebale. Bus, did you look at the list at all? I did, and I forgot all their names. No, Golem. There you go, Golem. Okay, so Golem's on one of my short lists. I feel like it's probably going to be the ones that's hard to get, but looks real good. It's a new game by the people who did Tail Tail Con. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. that same kind of team. So we're going for new games that have not been released, so not dwellings. I think I'm going to go with Astrum. It just looks very beautiful. I, I still say I, I need you to pick up Siege of Rundar. It's the co-op deck building game? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love my deck builder. I just, uh, I want to play it, but I don't think I want it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But I really want to play it, so I'm hoping Dolby picks it up and we can hook it up this weekend. Well, we'll demo it, and then we'll see how we both like it. And if, if I think it's worth buying, I'll demo it again. So. Yeah, and I feel like that's going to be one that's going to... It doesn't seem to be a shortage on that one. Gollum... But Gollum isn't one of the ones that's only 100. But so I think it's, it's going to be popular. It's going to be popular, yeah. Yeah. All right, we're getting close. We will be back in just a few minutes with more reporting from Eschenspiel 21. You have to choose like a uh, lane, like oh. this one to be this one. So if it's up, like going off two, you have to choose which path you're going to take. Gotcha. So, alright, I'm going to do. I'm going to do black here. Oh, but yeah, it has to be reds? Or. No, no, no. no, no. This is of, of any color. As color. long as the red is oh, in that oh, line. Okay. Oh, as long as the red's in that yeah. line. Okay. Alright, this way. Alright, because we are demoing Twinkle right now. This is a cute little space dice game. I, I gotta say, this is this is really just testament to what you can do with just right, do dice and what, like a little piece of wood. Yeah, I mean, this is it's super simple game, super fun games, though. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ben from www.chopthedice.com, and we are here just having a freaking gnarly ass burger, uh, trying to find still water, which apparently doesn't exist in Europe. Uh, and we've been through hours and hours of walking around the first bit of Essen, and I gotta say, it is exciting so far. Uh, Dolby, first thoughts? It's huge, and it's amazing. I've never been to a conference like this, so it's all new, and it's shocking and exciting. Can't wait to can't wait to play the games we have scheduled to play, and in addition to three more days worth of games. Yeah, I gotta say, just right off the bat, we've already demoed probably more games than we demoed at Gen Con. I think some of that has to do with having done this kind of already and feeling more confident about going up. Also, there's only three of us instead of what was six. Easier to fit at a table. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, real quick, just comparisons to Gen Con. Um. I just I do feel like there's a little bit more open space right now. Uh, I don't know if it's because of COVID or if they, it's just spacing the booths out that way. But it's still a lot of people, a lot of games. It's just been a lot of fun. Yeah, and I, for one, have <laughs> been trying to hold back from buying everything. <laughs> uh, but we'll see once we get back in there if, if that if that armor falls. All right, we are going to head back to the convention center. We'll get back to you soon. This is the bus, and you're listening to Drop the Dice. But I also bought more stuff today, so I can make another one. Yeah, I can make another one. You got your, you got your queenie today. Got my queenie, and I got the uh, what was the cat one? The cat cafe. Cat cafe. I delivered totally about cat cafe today. Yeah. Oh my god, you. You really outdid yourself this shit. No, yeah. I, he, I pushed him to buy it. Cat Cafe or yeah. Queenie? Yeah. Cat Cafe. Well, we, no. we knew he was going to buy Queenie if it was an yeah. expansion there. Yeah. 
All right. But yeah, I mean, once I found out that those queenie things existed, yeah, it was an insta buy. So I was like, <laughs> I was gonna go back to a favorite hall and buy that. <laughs> hall, three? hall three. Hall three. Hall three. Uh, where are we? Hall three. God damn it. <laughs> No, we were in Hall 5, where we need to go. Oh, it's Hall 3. Yeah. Of course it is. Replace of dreams and broken dreams equally. What's up, everybody? This is Ben's from www.dropthedice.com. And we are here in our last night in Germany. Uh, came out to Essen with some of the Drop the Dice guys. We got our head blogger and the voice of the podcast, Bus, here. What's going on, man? Uh, not much. Just a good night, good weekend. It's been good. Uh, we had our have our head of merchandise and head of design, Dolby. What's going on, man? Not much. Closing out a successful spiel messy. Yeah. yeah. So this is a. Yeah. It's like me and you are the official like drop the dice traveling team apparently. <laughs> yeah. That, this, <laughs> this is what in. I guess it was last year. Was like earlier. So I was gonna say in the calendar year, like in twelve months, that it would be uh, three trips. But this is not kind of San Diego. It's just over a year. Yeah. So. Mm. But still. Three pretty, trips in just over a year. That's pretty good. So, <laughs> uh, I can't wait for us to go to Hawaii together. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> uh, okay. So, like I said, we, we just uh, finished Essen. Uh, we finished playing a game right now, which we may talk about. But one of the cool things that we did this trip that I don't think we took advantage of enough at our first trip to Gen Con is we demoed a decent amount of stuff at the at the convention. Mm-hmm. Uh just uh, before we get to that, what are your guys' just like overall thoughts um, on Essen, especially you, Buzz, compared to because you saw Gen Con? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing for me, obviously, these are COVID times, so the biggest differences are the check in, you're going to have your COVID certificate, uh, well, at least here. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how it happened in Gen Con this year, but yeah, so you got to scan your COVID certificate, um, you have to wear a mask everywhere. Um, but there were still a lot of people at Essenspiel. Uh, Incredible amount. Especially yesterday and Friday. Yeah. yeah. Saturday and Friday, sorry guys. And even today, like I was shocked how many people were there today for being at uh, Sunday. Yeah. yeah. No, and it was it was great to see that many people just taking that amount of enjoyment in board games. Not just board games, but also just uh, any type of really toy uh, yeah. kind of development. Uh, the biggest difference, though, and we've talked about this uh, off air, I guess, uh, was just the lack of places to play games. And Gen Con really promoted the idea of you buy the game, you play the game at the convention, if not just at the hotel next door. Um, but there was always tables set up. Maybe that's a COVID thing. I'm not too sure, but it definitely seems that was the biggest difference that I saw. Uh, what was your thing? This is your first convention, John. Uh I don't know. I didn't really have any expectations coming into it. Like, I didn't really know what to expect since I didn't go with you guys to Gen Con. And obviously 2020 ruined Gen Con for that year. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. Like, because I've been to, like, expo type stuff before and it was a lot similar. So I was prepared for what I saw, but I didn't really know what to expect. I was really hoping that they were going to have the tables that they had at Gen Con here but they didn't have it even though they had you know more than enough space to oh yeah socially distance tables together <laughs> like it's just yeah so for those of you that, that that didn't go who might be listening like there was just what looked like it was set up into like eight different halls and there was easily two to three halls that were just empty yeah where people would and then you and not even empty and kind of off to the side empty that like you would have to walk through to get to other things right so, like, they clearly could have used them. Um, but whatever, I'm sure Spiel has their own reasons for doing the things that they did. Um, but, yeah, I thought, it, I thought it, was, it was really cool. I don't... I would love to go back to Gen Con now, having two conventions under my belt and not being as nervous or anxious um, and kind of seeing how, how that compares. But I definitely feel more confident that this one, going up to people and just asking for demos. Or just asking how to play things, or just whatever, asking any kind of questions. Like we we talked to a ton of designers. Yeah, well, I, so that was a huge difference for me. Is not I don't know designers by face or really by name, yeah. but the fact that the three of us stick around each other the entire time. It wasn't like Gen Con twenty nineteen where we would split up and kind of go. 
And so when you saw someone who was a big name designer or developer is, hey, that, that's, that's this guy and we're going to talk to him. Yeah. Or even at the train station when we had... Oh, yeah, we had this guy, Paul Grogan, who does uh, gaming roles, like huge, huge YouTube. He came over to us and like got on the train with us and was talking to us the whole time. Uh, super, super exciting. Yeah, that was that's something I'm not sure you really get at Gen Con. Maybe because of how public transport happens, but... Oh, sure, yeah. yeah I can see that. special, but... Um, okay, so we're going to talk about some of the games that, that we demoed, or actually most of the games that we demoed. Um, so the very first one, within like minutes of entering this crazy convention hall, uh, Dolby got caught up in something very fascinating. Yeah, so what, you stopped at Scout to pick up? Yeah, you stopped, stopped yeah. to pick up Scout for uh, Alfie and Rico. Yeah, so you're there, and of course, you know, me being tall, I peered over the crowd and I caught a tennis court. <laughs> I was like, oh, this looks interesting and right up my alley. For those of you who don't know, I played college tennis, so it's a big thing for me. So I just meandered over there, let me know. It's like, hey, I'm going to be over this way. Just come and get me. And then, of course, one of the ones I got there, like the game was absolutely amazing. And easiest upsell ever for this guy because they weren't even done setting up their booth yet. They didn't have the, their POS up and running, so I had to have cash. So it's like... <laughs> Had to bum some off a bus to in order to buy this game, but it's great. So it's just a little dexterity game where you're literally flicking a little wooden tennis ball back and forth, trying to gain points, and you know you're basically just playing tennis at that point. It's great. And I think the big point is the the normally the game being sold in the U.S. would come with just a cardboard cutout board that you'd flick this piece back and forth on. Yep. Here we were able to get the nice actual play mat where everything's smooth, everything feels great, and you know it's going to be consistent. And it's incredibly large in comparison to the other board. Yeah. So what, the other board's probably maybe like 12 inches by 14 inches, yeah. maybe, mm-hmm. and then this thing is easily three times that. So oh, yeah. Exactly. Great. And after playing it, I can't imagine it on a, on a smaller board. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It seems like it would be super lame. So uh, I'm going to chime in right here with, it really seemed like this trip was all about playmats for us. <laughs> um, not only are we going home with no less than like four uh, of that that same material dice tray. Um, mm-hmm. I bought a playmat today. You bought a playmat on the second day. You bought a playmat yesterday. Yep. And I bought technically two playmats the first day with with um. Set and match and uh, space race. Space race. Oh, space, okay, space, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were just everywhere, and like, um, it looks like void. No, not voidfall. Um, Perseverance. No, no, no. The uh, first one, silver coin, will silver come coin. with a a, a playmat, but we'll, yeah. we'll get to there. Uh, okay, so played set and match. Kind of walked around a little bit. Uh, then we stumbled upon these two abstract games that are great. Uh, Trenglar and Twinkle. So uh, Twinkle is this like. Really cool little like space game where you're. I I don't know. I you guess you're connecting point. dice to stars. Yeah. Yeah, you're building constellations. Yeah. With oh, dice. is that okay? Is that yeah. what it is? Okay. Um, and what 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 really surprised me about this one is just how simple it was. Yet just these few little rules for each of the dice on how you score them, um, really made you think about what your next move was going to be, and how you're going to roll the dice and kind of. What you're hoping for. Uh, there's still a decent amount of luck in the game, I feel like. Yes. Well, it's dice rolling. It's dice rolling. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. I'm really quick. Um, I'm super excited. I'm super excited to buy it. Yeah. I was not expecting to buy it. Right. Like, but we demoed it. We had a great time. And I think, you know, that's what happens when you demo things and they go well. So. <laughs> and this is also the first of um, what I was not expecting where we demoed something and played the whole game. Right, yeah. Like, that super, like, first, again, we didn't demo a lot of Gen Con, but most of the stuff was, like, you kind of see them play, and then you can take a turn, or you you do this, like, thing that's, like, made for demo that's a little bit smaller, but this was just, like, this was the whole game. He The guy taught us it, walked away, and we just sat there finishing our game. Uh, super cool. I really loved that. Yeah, and I think it was beautiful because this was a game that you could actually sit there and do that, because it doesn't take very long to play, so it maybe took us... 
even with the rules explanation, maybe like what, 25 minutes? Oh yeah. No. So it, it's not like you were hogging the table for two hours or anything. Sure. So while other people want, were wanting to, to maybe jump in, right. like there was people at the other tables you know, with the same game that or just kind of getting up and going. And, and that was a big point because, I mean, we walked by that table a couple times throughout the, the days we were there. And, I mean, those tables were constantly moving with people. Yeah. So it wasn't something that was causing problems if you wanted to finish the game. So, All right. Uh, at the same place we found the game Trenglar, which you picked up both of these. Yep. So I actually came into SN wanting Trenglar. Um because I've been looking for a, a cool two-player game that's kind of more competitive, not necessarily more based on like a lot of different, you know, Euro type stuff, um, in in a game. So I wanted this so I could play with my girlfriend or whoever I'm with, and just like a competitive thing. But that's not like, you know, like a normal like fifty-two card deck kind of thing, right? Yeah, and Tringlar um, was kind of like this like geometric. Shape game, you have like a bunch of pieces made out, essentially made out of triangles, um, but they use the triangles to create other shapes like rectangles and parallelograms. Um, and you kind of place them on this board, and it's literally just like a two player, like you, as you place them on the board, essentially you're trying to fill up the whole board and then have the most triangles on the board. And there's things you can do, like attack the other person to flip their to flip theirs to your color, and you can like trap them to also flip them to your color. Really cool give and take there. Me and you play this one, and I thought I had it for a while, but then you slaughtered me by the end. Yeah. Uh, this is a super cool game, and the, and the pieces are, are nice and chunky. Yeah. Like, really nice plastic, and it feels really good to touch them, and, like, they like make a cool sound when you clank them into there. And, like, even, like, there were times where we'd be like, this doesn't fit, and then you, uh, you realize, oh, you really got to, like, make sure you um, orient the, the, spa- the, the, the tile the right way so that it fits in um, into the board. So that was Trangler. All right, so then we walked a little bit further, and we came upon this game that I've, I've been curious about. Um, this game, Vengeance, came out a little bit ago, and it's about, uh, essentially, like, uh, those revenge thrillers. But most of you said it was just a little, a little over, over overblown. And so they came out with the Rolling Light, uh, which, we, which they had on demo, and I was really excited to try that because it looked really cool. It seemed like they streamlined a bunch of stuff. So we sat down and did this, and this game looks super cool. It's just a bunch of dice. You got a board with a dry erase marker, and you're essentially like, you're doing the same thing. You're running through, killing a bunch of people, uh, and utilizing your your your, your abilities to do so. Uh, what do you guys think of this one? So for me, I think this kind of piqued my interest in the fact that every character is different. Mm-hmm. I love that about a game. If you can have different characters with different abilities or different kind of a setup that really piques my interest and every character is a little different every character has a different uh, pool of abilities that they can eventually draw from so just looking at the table it looked great and i think i had seen a game similar to this before where you roll dice and you apply it to your actions to, yeah, yeah. to actually do them so i kind of knew a little bit of that uh, so just sitting down, I didn't know about this game, I didn't know about Vengeance, but it looked, it definitely piqued my interest enough to, to want to be involved. Yeah, so I mean, aesthetically, it looked great. Um, I, I mean, I was super excited to sit down and play because, one, I've never been to a conference like this before, so I was like, oh cool, this is like a, another roll and write, and I, the last roll and write that I did was Fleet, which was really cool. Yeah, okay. And I, and I really enjoyed that, so I was like, okay, cool, this is... This is how all roll and write should be. So then that would kind of set the precedent. And then, so we sat down and played. And I was hoping that it would be the same thing. But I think we'll get into how I actually played here in a second. So, uh, so my, my thing with the game is, is I, I still think it falls, like it looked great, you're right. And the dice are super cool. And I like the board that has all your abilities. But I think in execution, it just falls a little short. I don't know. So something about it, like, and it just didn't hit fire on all cylinders for me. It could be that we just did like a, a short demo. But just... I, I And I think for me, the, the mechanism that I didn't like the most was the, the real-time rolling where you're trying to like get combos and then grab more dice and then hit combos. Right. Yeah, that is kind of interesting that it's like based on not just your rolls, but then it's also luck rolling the right things before everybody else does so you can do even more things. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's not like a level playing field that you would expect from a game like that. Well, 
okay, so the game isn't directly competitive. Right. Because you have your own playmat, you have your own boss you're trying to fight and kill and get escape from. And But it is competitive in the fact that if you can roll the dice in the right way, you're taking more dice from your opponents. So I'm kind of the opposite. I, I was intrigued by that concept. Okay. Because I haven't really seen it before. Sure, okay. Um, it wasn't explained very well in the demo exactly how it was all going to work. But if you know the rules, you know how the ability is going to work, you know what's going to happen, I think that that gameplay could be pretty intriguing. I, I feel like you have a good group of people that you're playing with. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm always going to, to try to get So next year, Gen Con 2022, we'll, we'll demo it one more time. Uh, I did like when you're resolving the dice, just kind of like thinking out what you're doing on your board. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I'm going to run in here. I'm going to shoot that guy in the other room. And then I'm going to use a knife on these two guys. And then I'm going to run around this way. And this ability lets me skip a room. So I'm going to skip these guys. You know, like, And you can just think of, of a, a movie playing in your head, right? And I think that that's super cool. All right, so the next one we played was a game called Chamber of Wonders. And this one was about uh, essentially rich people having these these kind of just uh, very esoteric collections of, of just stuff and whether it's luxurious items like grotesque items like different skulls and things and then like arcane items like like ancient magical pieces that they might find um, I remember seeing this on Kickstarter I was really really fascinated by it I I remember thinking like man like the, the time frame of the game didn't really match with the price of the game, but getting to play it was, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this one. It was very fast. Incredibly fast. Like, for how much, how big the game, I don't know big, but like how nice the game is and all, all these pieces, right. you could you could knock that out in 30 minutes. Well, I was I was impressed by the design of the game, how pretty it looked, yeah. the components. All of it seemed like it should take an hour and a half. Oh least. yeah, and the fact that we finished well under forty minutes, yeah, you know, at best, um, and that we were fun. It was fun. And we were intrigued. Um, well, some people you know, all of us. <laughs> so you missed a couple rolls. It's okay. It, it's okay. That's a problem. Maybe that's a problem with spiel yeah. for us Americans. Is you get a you get a Danish person who doesn't speak very loudly and. You know, and I got an entire like, conference behind me. You got, you got loud. <laughs> yeah. So in that case, that's not necessarily the game's fault. It just happens to be the environment's no. fault. No, I. Aside from my furious anger leaving that booth, I, I actually did enjoy the game. <laughs> which which leads me to something interesting. So like like I had said before that on Kickstarter I was a little worried because they had said it it was a short game. Like they knew it was a short game, so I thought that the money didn't really match up with that. But then. We're all saying how much fun we had with it. At, at that point, like, does the time even matter? No, I don't think so. Especially since he was talking about, oh, you can flip over these buildings. They have completely different abilities. Yeah, all these people can be switched out. So the replayability uh, seems to be better than what what it looks like. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, definitely uh, very rep- replayable for sure. Like, obviously, I could have a much different experience the second time I play it. Like, one, understanding, being able to understand the rules, hear them, and then also just based on the cards that you can draft and win, or when, you, when you're playing the cards, your strategies can change. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like this one. There was, um, and how short it was allowed for the type of take that that's in it to not be annoying. Yeah. Yep. You know, which can always, like, you know, take that can always kind of be annoying. But, like, this was so short that you're like, all right, I mean, it's going to be over again uh, in, like, five minutes. All right. So, then the next day, we stumbled upon uh, this game, Dubious, which arguably a party game? Yeah, definitely a party game. Yeah. Not arguably. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So, <laughs> arguably a party game. I mean, the guy even said, hey, this works better with more than three people. But I, I thought we actually got a pretty good idea uh, of how you're supposed to play. So, in Dubious, you get an identity and a secret. And you kind of write that down. You, you pick that and you kind of write that down on your board. You guys all have this player screen. And you know all the different types of identities and all the types of secrets that are available. Then what I really like about this game, and maybe this is why I like it better than Spyfall, is it gives you like five questions that you have to ask. 
and then the the game is really coming up with answers to those questions that will hopefully um, help people figure out who you are, but not help everyone. So if everyone figures out who you are, you don't get any points. But if most people figure out who you are, then you get points. Super cool mechanic. It's not the first time we've seen something like that. But this kind of like riff on the social deduction, I, I really had a lot of fun with it. I mean, you were like, let's buy this right now. Yeah, I was I was ready to purchase it, and then uh, and I was the very came, disappointed. And then he's like, "Oh, hopefully next year." Yeah. When they had boxes up the top. Well, other other theme of this convention, they had boxes everywhere. I know Garden Nation was available. <laughs> <laughs> that one, or or actually more than Garden Nation, seize the bean. They clearly had like five oh, copies of seize the bean for sure. Yeah. Um, but whatever, we don't we don't need to get that. Um, but what did you like so much about it, Dolls? I mean, I could just see actually playing it in the future. That's what I liked about it so much. Like, and that's I, always nice. And I, and I came, I, I came here for this reason, right? So it's like, <laughs> um, no, I came here to see bus because, mm-hmm. but yeah, and then just hey, let's go to SN two. Yes, yeah. plan around that. Um, but no, I wanted to come here and I really wanted to try to find you know simple light games that I could like, you know bring into my life or outside of my game friends and be able to teach them and almost like hopefully build up this other you know pool of new board game players that we can pull from when zach has another baby so nice <laughs> what do you think uh okay so i'm gonna be the zag here um i i, I like the game especially as a bigger group idea my problem with these type of free form create your own answer to a, a question thing is it's never equal. Okay. Um, so this is usually where I get honestly the most AP is I'm trying to keep my answer as minimal as possible compared to the person either before me and then coming up next to me. Hmm. And it ends up almost not being fun. I had a, obviously a good time with you two when we played it, but I feel like with the big group, sometimes I'll get frustrated with someone who's like, oh, so what does your person look like? They have a face. Oh, really? They have a face. Thank you. That is helpful. I gave a description where I gave spectacles, a mustache, and a pimple on the left cheek. Like, <laughs> what is happening? So in that case, these ones tend to tend to irk me a little bit, but I do I do like them. I will always play them. So I think yeah, I think you're. So you're saying it's just a matter of finding is being in the right group. Exactly. It, yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, and like I said after we played it, like Spyfall's fine, but like like there's I get t- I get very tired of that game. Yeah, I can see it. Um, aside from the fact that you can easily play it online, which we used to play with Rico right when he left. We would just like FaceTime him and just, we'd all play Spyfall. That was great. But again, even then, like, okay, I'm done with this. Let's play something else. All right, I'm going to skip the next three um, because these are really exciting. I want to end on this really cool note. Let's talk about these other two smaller ones we demoed before these big ones. So we demoed uh, really quickly uh, Mortem Medieval Detective, uh, which if you guys don't remember because it might have been the most forgettable one, uh, was just like uh, essentially. Sherlock is only detective with cards. Yeah. Um, it has some clever ideas in this one, like like the idea that you had characters and then you kinda of do things. I think that for a demo maybe a little fiddly almost. They had like powers that you could do and then like Uh yeah. I... The problem with the demo I think was I felt like the person demoing it didn't really want to demo it. Oh, sure. Okay. Or they had demoed it so much that they were they were they were kind of done with it. Yeah. yeah. And so, I don't know. I, I always like a really good description of the game and then maybe a little bit of a strategy. Yeah. The strategy that he gave was use these three characters. Yeah. Don't, don't pick any other that, characters. That's, that's, that's what I recommend. And then he was like, here you go. Here's the game. And then walked away. Yeah. And so... I mean, it was fine. The game we, we went for a few more few more cards, right? We yeah. Went for a few more stories, um, but then at the you know after those five cards that we ended up playing, it was like I think I get the idea. And yeah. We're done. 
Yeah. It, again, I think that also could be a, a thing where the right group, the right setting. I don't think that was the right setting. Not the right setting. Yeah, yeah that's that's true. So that's like it, it, was. it was loud. Like yeah. we were having like scream. Like to even for you guys to hear the yeah. cars that and there was lots of text. That's it. So that's a good point. So much of it was like having to lean in and be like, okay, like what are you guys saying? Let alone like, yeah, or we're all passing the card around, so we're all reading these, these pages of text. Pages of text and the clues that are in these texts are like very minimal. Yeah. At least it's one of the things that he did say is that you're not going to find any like obvious clues in these things. So you're going to have to really reference them and think hard about them and like and it's just it just wasn't the right setting right. yeah yeah and i and i usually like deduction games and like i said i think this one probably is okay this reminds me of one that like okay cool like if anybody wanted to play it i probably would wouldn't say no but i don't know if i'm gonna go and buy that one like awkward guess we, we found at the end that i totally would have bought that if i could fit in my suitcase uh okay the last game that we demoed uh was a horror uh dexterity game that I know Dolby really enjoyed, <laughs> called Outrun. Um, this was this was interesting. This is like a weird little game, uh, and I'm not. I don't think dexterity is the right word for this one. No, no, not dexterity. Because dexterity, you think of more flicking something, being able to balance something, yeah, picking something up slightly and not knocking stuff over. That's dexterity. Yeah, this is more uh, cognitive. Uh, yeah, deduction exactly. type. speed game. Yeah, and mix of speed. Yeah, speed and matches. Yeah, so um, just real quick, you have like a monster that's chasing you, and they like flip a card, and the card has these symbols, and you have to like work through this hand that you have and discard cards that match the symbols for you to exit this whatever whatever you're being chased through. Um, that alone is kind of boring. What I really found interesting is when you started doing those like. Uh, difficult cards yeah. that started making it really cool I really enjoyed that when there were cards that would flip the symbols so then if you saw a symbol you had to know to play the opposite of that mm-hmm. and then he started adding more cards and more cards and now you had like all this stuff you had to think about uh, and I thought that started to get really fun and you even had the one turn where you you were done and then you looked at it and you knew you are off and you're like F it just go yeah um uh, super interesting game, super small. I, I got it for the boy to to see if he he enjoys it. Like I said, it's it's a uh, super light. It plays up to six people. Yeah, it'll be done within twenty minutes. It's it's fun. It's it's light. But yeah, it, this it, is the. Um, I think this is one of the ones that you were like, dude. This is we'll play this like before people arrive at game night. Exactly. Yeah. You know, or when people end up leave at game night, or like if if RC wants to play something with just me, and I don't. Although now I could probably get pretty deep. But if I don't want to go too hardcore, I'll be like, hey, let's just play this really quick. Plus, it'll be fun for Halloween. Yeah, it was fun. I think he'll enjoy it. He'll enjoy calling it his. And theme of the the, the trip, I got a play mat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. One of the many play mats. It's actually big. Like, playing it on the table, I didn't think it was that big. And then they handed it to me and just looked at it in my suitcase. It's big. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Totally worth it. Big three. Uh, these are ones that we actually signed up for, went and sat down for between an hour and two hours. Uh, and I can say that was some, some of the coolest stuff that, that we did. So uh, let's go, let's, we'll, we'll go backwards. Um, first one, or last one actually, was Silver Coin Age of Monster Hunters. Uh, one of the first games that we saw of the convention. It's right there in one of the first halls. And we just kind of kept passing it as we were leaving every day. And I think finally we were like, let's see if we could sign up for a demo. We did. And we were able to demo it um, yesterday. Uh, I don't even know how you would give like an elevator pitch for this one. I think that the the basis of the game is that you're you, like you're some hero or some some kind of hero or whatever or bounty hunter. I guess is a good word for it. Mm-hmm. And you're trolling for a contract to try and go and kill monsters, and then power yourself up to go kill more monsters and I, I think that's how you end up winning the game but it's just like probably victory points yeah as far as how many monsters you're able to kill um well gold ended up being your victory points that's how you scored was how much gold you had at the end it which was, is what you get for killing monsters right so yeah the bounty so, and yeah yeah and so that was the whole point is exactly like yeah. you have your turn your gold yeah. yeah so um 
I mean, that's a, such a simplified so, view I mean, of it. Because um, essentially, it is funny how we said that because when we first walked up on the first day and the, and the um, one of the uh, maybe designers or maybe the help of creators was saying, oh, it was a very simple game. You'll get the concept up. It's super simple. And we're looking at this game. The playmat is huge. Oh, yeah. And all the iconography is all over the board and we're thinking there's no way this is simple but then after doing the play through which was just an hour it's like okay I get that it's simple but this is going to take forever there's still a lot and there's still a lot going on from the the cards that you're drafting to paying attention to the weather to time of day yeah the time of day what it is and like um, I think then you have like your own player board that has a health track, and every every character seems very different just from what he was telling us. Mm-hmm. Um, even just R four, and then you had like what you had like your hand, but then you had also those like action cards. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like there was just there's just so much going on, and then you have like different cubes representing uh, XP, health, and magic powers. There was just. There's so much to the game, um, which not a not a hit at, at all. It, it seems super super cool, uh, but one that I think I just need to sit down with and really like dive in. Like I am curious and scared of that rulebook. Oh yeah, mm. but I think I don't know. Like I think the basis of the game is simple enough because it's obviously the win condition. Yeah, I think I think it's just iconography is going to be the worst. Just trying to get used to everything that's going on in that yeah, game. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but we've also seen games that have simple iconography that the rulebook just ruins, almost ruins the game. Maybe not ruins the game, but it makes it so much difficult, so much more difficult to understand because either they don't give enough examples or they just don't give enough verbiage onto what all these icons mean and what they mean on certain cards. So, that uh, yeah, when you say that rulebook could scare you, yeah, it's either going to be a good one or it's going to frustrate the hell out of you. Oh, yeah. Which we have an example of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, I like this one. I don't know if I would back this one, just I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be very expensive. Yeah. Um, but this is super cool. This is one I, I would love to play... A full game of like once. Yeah, the five hours it takes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even even on the on the side of the box that they had, it said forty five to sixty minutes per player, which is crazy. Yeah, that is just it's so long. Long games usually say like twenty to thirty minutes per player, and like this is. I mean, the two longest games I've ever played was Mystia and then the World of Warcraft board game. Wow. Okay. Was Warcraft longer than Mystia? Yeah. Holy yeah. cow. <laughs> As someone who was part of that Mystia game, I cannot imagine a game going longer than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mystia 6, what was World of Warcraft? It, it, took us, yeah, it took us at least 6. Oh my god. Yeah, it took us... Well, we, the second time we played it, uh, Z-Man, I, and our friend Steph, um, I mean, we planned for it. We literally set up the entire day just to play that game. Nice. Did you finish it? Yeah, we did. Oh, that's okay. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, towards the end of Mystia, like, a handful of the guys were like, can we just stop? Right, yeah. Uh, well, there's, what, three people who knew what they were doing who had a chance to actually win, and then there's <laughs> the other people at the table. <laughs> <laughs> you won that game. Mystia? Yeah. No, I did not. No, you didn't win. <laughs> I, I think I won Ikeon. You probably did win Ikeon with Calm. Uh, okay, so then, uh, moving on, getting into another really big one. Uh, Voidfall, uh, which we demoed, this is, this is one of the two-hour demos. Is, these these two Mind Clash ones were really cool. Very cool. Um, and one of those, like I think, if you look at Voidfall and Perseverance, and then you look at Silver Coin, you can see the difference between between having like a whole team of developers behind you, mm-hmm. and just how um, polished. I mean, Perseverance is about to come out. Voidfall still got about a year. Um, but I think both of them seemed a little bit more polished than Silvercoin. Uh, Voidfall is David Turksey's kind of stab at 4X a little bit, although the uh, the combat doesn't seem to be too, too necessary, at least when we were playing. Like, we were having fun just kind of creating our spaceship 
colonies and, and finding resources and, and fighting a couple aliens. We never really had to fight ourselves too much, which is which is super cool. Um, what do you guys think about this one? I mean, I really enjoyed it. I thought the experience of doing the demo with like the actual like designer of the yeah, game super cool. was pretty cool. Like, I mean, I I've never heard of him before sure yeah. so because uh, i'm not like that into board games as far as like oh knowing designers and all that stuff like that so but it was pretty cool when you got to see you geek out over it a little <laughs> bit so um but the gameplay was awesome i liked how everybody had the the same cards to start with so one being able to learn from what everybody else is doing for my own sake helps you learn the game and then yeah, and, and the fact that it's more of a passive game was also great for me, because I'm not a big I'm not big on attacking in heavy heavy attacking games. I I really like the card play on this one, and like, yeah, the same thing. Like you have you each have like six or seven cards, and there's a handful of actions on each of them, and then how that kind of spreads from there into to just these massive turns was super cool and a lot of fun. And there, there's definitely a lot going on in this game too. This is not. This is not a small game by any means. And there's tons of stuff that, like, he'd be like, oh, and this, this, and this, and this, this and this. And, like, it, I don't know about overwrought yet, but it, it's, like, it's this one's right in that line for sure. Like, there's just so many things just trigger these other things and trigger these other things. Um, like the, like, the like getting the trade tokens to pull them over in it. And if you get the trade tokens, then it can help you with upkeep. Uh, but then you gotta get the tech, and then you can upgrade the tech, and then like, but then you have these what the, the diplomacy tracks that you, that you move with. Like, there's just so much going on here uh, that I, but, I thought was really cool. But it was really great, like having him there to explain everything. That like he was literally pointing things out in the game that he's like, oh, we literally fixed this. Yeah, that, that was cool. This too. This is something that exists because we're not finished with the game yet. We're gonna. We're, this is already not gonna be a part of this. Yeah, and we're gonna make simplify this, make it easier. Maybe you rip out of the whole game, and then it will be completely different by the time you see this again. So, and the so there's three of us. Obviously, it's a four player game. Fourth person is with us. I'm convinced had played this game on Tabletop Simulator uh, before because David had talked about it. Where oh, we've had a lot of people play testing on Tabletop Simulator, and they, as we just said they were fixing all these issues or maybe some of these problems that were making it a more balanced, more streamlined game. And the guy next to a, next to me, he was basically, he had picked the two things that he thought were the most broken. And he was like, hey, this seems broken. And then David literally went, oh no, we know that. People on Tabletop Simulator had told us that this is broken. Nice. And we fixed this already. And so he already knew this. And I'm just, I, I, positive the guy next to me <laughs> just came to this demo to say that and just tr just to try to say that he knew that this thing was broken because those the two actions he, he took specifically to do that it was really weird <laughs> but that is separate from the game completely separate <laughs> what do you think uh i did think it was great and i think the best part obviously was david doing the actual demonstration because he wasn't gonna let you fail but the biggest thing is he wasn't gonna let you go without understanding everything about the game yeah so when we did the vengeance roll right our demo was not the best kind of just uh it's fine if you messed up it's fine just don't worry about it if you every time you took an action david went hey do you know how to do these three which one are you going to do i don't think you should do that i think this is the best one no you said that wrong yeah this is actually how it works and so you left that game understanding the game and maybe I mean, it's a demonstration. We weren't going to finish the game. We weren't going to... No one was going to quote-unquote win. Yeah. But he did lots of pop quizzes for everybody. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know what all your actions do? Yeah. Yeah. What does that one do? <laughs> I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> that, I love what do you, like... Um, which took me a while to get. Like, like oh, it's as cool as all those minis where it's actually just the cubes underneath the minis that matter. So, like, like, you could have three ships with one cube on each, and it's just the same of one ship with just three cubes on the bottom. Uh, I thought that was super, super cool. Um, yeah, and I'm sure that the, uh, like, he was doing, he was reinforcing everybody knowing what everything did, especially on day two of demos, because apparently day one demo didn't have the 
uh, player guide with all the icons and oh, what they okay. did. Right. So I'm, I'm sure that that drove him bonkers not having that player aid. And oh, that player aid is huge. Yeah. Uh, also, like, there's no way that can go in the game. There was like a eight and a half by eleven piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that was Voidfall. So the last, uh, well, not the last one in demo, but the last demo we're going to talk about um, was again from Mind Clash. This time from the people who made Trakirion and Cerebria is we demoed Perseverance. Uh, specifically episode two, which uh, I w- actually was kind of surprised about. That was pretty cool. Um, Perseverance on Kickstarter should be coming out. They said maybe December, probably January, though. But it's 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 on its way. It's definitely a lot closer than Voidfall, which is yet to finish its Kickstarter um, adventure. So Perseverance is... You're on this, like... You're basically in a world where dinosaurs are still around and you're essentially just trying to, like, create a colony and coexist with them. Yeah, your ship has essentially crashed on this island. Yeah. So episode one is, apparently it was a co-op game where you're trying to build up a fortress and a stronghold to keep the dinosaurs out. This is episode two, where now you're trying to explore the rest of the of the island and, you know, conquer the dinosaurs and, oh, you see a temple. And now you're trying to figure out what's in the temple and there's a lot of discovery that is going to happen. Um, this one, it's crazy just how, how different this was from Voidfall in terms of play. This is, I hate to say that it's a dice game, but you roll a ton of dice and then pick dice to take your actions. Um, there were some really cool things that I, that I thought were so thematic, like by the, like towards the end, um, when I think you had a breach. I did. Yeah. And so you had all these dinos that went onto this tile kind of off to the side and you needed to get rid of them before you could do anything before you could kind of activate that tile again and it was because thematically like oh you ended up you had to fight with these dinos lost they got into your colony essentially and you needed to like clear them out before you guys could do anything that was super cool mm-hmm. um i thought the the way the actions the, the, talk about iconography tons of stuff in this one yeah uh <laughs> that took me a while to really to really grasp because there's like no language it's just like you put your dice here and then there's all these things um all these actions you can take and depending on the action it's like you can take two of these five actions or three of these four actions or or one of these three actions and then there's like leaders at the bottom of this board that you can influence there's just a lot of stuff here um but man the minis for this look great and i thought the i thought by the end it was it felt real smooth by the end, I was like planning ahead, like, okay, I know exactly what I'm gonna do next. Yeah, um, I, for, oddly enough, I understood the game. Yeah, you real again, quick in proper Colby fashion. You jumped out of the gate running, like you got your 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 uh, My your three followers, vic- three three or five victory points or whatever. Like, and I was. Well, I think you you ended up having like those two tiles that were all yours, and then you had like the whole like bottom half of of, of the main board. Like, the majority that you're supposed to win. Yeah, so, I mean, my leader was near maxed out already with all the abilities that she could do. And then I had major influence on the actual, her action part of the board. Yeah. So, I had all the influence there. I start. I was planning to start in uh, going other places, putting a lot more influence into the other leaders and what they can do. So... I had like two or three turns mapped out in my head by the time we were done with that game, and it was that demo was great. Yeah, like I had a good time. I think compared to Voidfall, Perseverance would be the one that in the demo I really wanted to just keep playing. Oh, yeah, and it was just like, can we just sit for two more hours? Like, I, I swear we'll get it done. Like, can we just get it done? Like, I just want to play this game to completion, and it was just. Voidfall was great. Obviously, I would have wanted to play it, but Perseverance just had had me hook, line, and sinker for sure. Uh, yeah, like in like we we were there. Like so, we we me and Dolby sat next to each other for most of the demos for some reason. Um, and for Voidfall, it, I, again, like I love it. Uh, I'm, I can't wait to play it again. For Voidfall, there was a lot of like, okay, so if I do this, I can do this, I can do this. Whereas Perseverance was like, okay, so on the next turn, I think I'm gonna go over there. And that's gonna let me do this thing, and then I'm gonna kill that dinosaur. Um, it was odd how often I think it was 
I think it was Perseverance that we ended up having similar turns. Oh yeah, out. and unfortunately, I was the turn order first one, so I had to I block a lot of what you had planned to do. Well, and then so one thing I want to talk about uh, with Perseverance is there was another guy. So again, there was another guy with us at Perseverance, and like he was just like turtling and getting resources. And so me and Dobby both were saying like on the other side of the table, like why, like you said, we're not gonna finish the game. It's just a demo. We're not gonna finish the game. Why not try and do? Everything you could do. Like, also, like, I wanted to play with the minis. I want to go attack a dinosaur. Right. Why wouldn't you try and do that? I, I spent the whole first couple turns like, okay, what do I need to do? I need to build up this. I need to get enough army so I can go attack the dinosaurs and win. So I want to do that. So I took my turns to do that. Whereas this other dude was just like, well, I guess I'll get some blueberries. I'll get some food. It was very odd because, so there are five areas where you can place a leader and basically... Not displace leader, but also activate. Yeah. And so I had asked. Well, there's there's five leaders well, and no, each four leaders. Oh, four four leaders, and each leader has like two or three different actions that they can do, right? Uh, no, sorry. So those are those aren't lead, lead. our leaders. We're the ones with the leaders. Those are the uh, special, like captain. No, not special. Uh, what are those people? Um, I think they're commanders. Commanders, like yeah, yeah. captains. Because um, we're the, like we have the leaders that we place on the board. Okay, gotcha. And so I had asked, I only see four spots. There's only four of us. Once we play as a leader, if everyone places as a leader, are we stuck? And he said, no, there's a fifth area. And I was up on the top area with like all the dinosaurs. It's the discovery area. I literally asked that like two turns before. And the guy next to us, for some reason, didn't have like the balls, I guess, to ask. Or the one of the four areas because by the end when we did all the voting we basically completed our demo. He's yeah. like, oh, I had no idea there was a fifth area. Yeah, I remember that too. I think he's like, wait, like I was, I had, they had a conversation about this. We talked about this, and <laughs> this guy was just so timid. And so I guess that just why would you not wanted to ask every question? Just be selfish when it comes to a demo. Yeah, like you're. You've done the hard part and signed up and you're there now. Right. Like, there's no reason to be shy anymore. You know, like, that's... You passed that part. And yeah. the thing is, these people who are doing the demonstration, they don't want you to walk away going, ah, I didn't get that game. Like, what? Yeah. They want you going, walking away going, I'm signing up for this Kickstarter right now. Yeah. Or I'm buying this pre-order right now. David was great. The last thing David asked was, have you guys bought signed up for the Kickstarter yet? Yeah. And I, I was the only one who answered, and it was like, I wanted to play this first before I did it. And then uh, as we are leaving, he said, whoa, 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 hey, you, before you sit up, like, you better pledge. <laughs> and I was like, and luckily, someone pulled him away, but I was like, all right, we got to go. Um, but no, that, that guy with Perseverance, though, that was so weird that he just, we had, literally, we oriented ourselves in the exact same fashion for both Void Ball and yeah, Perseverance. And for whatever reason... The person that sat next to you in the same, like, literally direction of the table just acquired resources the entire game and didn't do anything else. Yeah. Nothing. Whereas, like, for me, like, I was just going to be trying to be as aggressive as I could. Like, so I was just trying to explore, expand, and exterminate. And, yeah, well. Well, and, just, <laughs> and also just like power up as much stuff as I could on the board because I wanted to experience anything that this game had to offer. The only thing I, I think I didn't get to do in Perseverance was uh, actually attack a dinosaur. But you got attacked twice. I did. Didn't yeah. I? Yeah. So. yeah. So, and then that was, I mean, that was a lot of fun. I, I really, really enjoyed that. I got to do, uh, I think I ended up winning, <laughs> winning Perseverance. Because I had those, I was able to complete like two missions. Because oh wait no, because I think I, I think I ended up with forty eight followers. I had fifty seven. Alright, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> no, I I definitely won perseverance. I'm pr- very very <laughs> proud of myself for that. Or one round of perseverance. Right, because you got the what seventeen fourteen. Yeah, the votes. The, the oh, votes. that's right. Yeah, I got you seventeen those, those votes. The because again, the guy next to me didn't understand and then didn't want to ask a question. I, I knew what I was doing, and so he copied me for some reason, nice. which was not what he should have done, because he had all the supplies, and ended up just taking the supplies instead of taking the votes. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, guys, that was uh, the demos that we did at Essen. That was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 games. 
Um, and then that's not this. I didn't count any game that we went and saw a demo of. There was plenty of games that we had like taught to us or shown to us that we didn't really like play with. Uh, but I, I kind of this one I wanted to talk about things that we actually really got to sit there and touch and and feel and, and, and enjoy. Um, but yeah, we will be back at a later time with stuff that we actually got to play and purchased. Uh, like I said, quick quick hint: Space Race has a Interesting rule book, to say the least. Uh, but our final thoughts might surprise you. Also, Scout was just okay. So there you go, Rico. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. We will be back with more thoughts from Essen. Thank you. Hey, Plus, you're right here. Why don't you play us out? Hope you enjoyed this episode of Drop the Dice. We'll see you next week. I was just gonna do the uh, the uh, potato skins, little yeah, little potato skins, and also yeah, just a piece. Yes, please. Yeah, fine. Yeah, I got the idea. <laughs> Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, bring it up there is your cold open for this segment of the podcast. Here I am in Atlanta. Got about two and a half hours before I depart for Amsterdam. Excitement is building. I'm exhausted from traveling already. And I'm ordering my first beer. Got a Dos Equis, locked and loaded here. The lime won't go in the bottle, of course. Because who wouldn't make a fool of themselves sitting at the airport? Now my ham is all limey. And of course my AirPods are dying at the charging. Good stuff. Alright, well I'm gonna sign off here. Super stoked. Can't wait to see you.